Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the 2017 Clicking Ball Season Primer for the GWS Giants. My name is Heath, and with me is Josh. Hello. And Brenton. G'day. So let's look back first at the 2016 for the Giants. 16 wins and fourth. I mean, big things we're predicting from them this year, and they almost delivered. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still, I, th- I feel like they still delivered. I thought they, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting them to win the flag, to be honest, but I don't think, did I? <laughs> I, I, I think it would have been an overachievement based on the fact they're still a young side, and they're still... Uh, know developing to where they want to be but damn, they, they're close but their highlight by far is winning their first final and yeah, it happens much. to be against the big brother exactly yeah yeah and also seeing that town get behind it as well was yep. massive uh well like we said in another podcast it's always helps when uh, the you know, nro teams in that area shit so. yeah yeah I think, too, it does help that Sydney has been, for a long time, identified as sort of the upper-class sort of side. Yeah. Yep. And so they've gone to the West and said, well, look, if they're the upper-class, we're the, the you know, blue-collar, uh, down-and-dirty blokes who yep. happen, apparently, GWS happen to be earning quite a few bit of cash. But, you know, they've still managed to create uh, a small rivalry, but I think that's going to be blooming. Certainly about to get bigger. Yeah, well, they need to. Like, how long are they still propped up by AFL for? Is uh, that a contract or is that just forever? A, forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'd be nice to see the making inroads to be able to stand on their own feet and having a strong rivalry around that Sydney um, area is obviously important to that. Oh, it's vital. Yeah, and I mean, they've come up with their own little academy that's a great little poaching ground for other teams as well, but well, they still manage to refuel their stocks every year. Yeah, well, they, they did lose a little piece of their academy in the last mm. week, but. Um, it, I think they've done so well anyway. I mean, they've set themselves up for sustained success. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, okay, actually, last year, first year in the finals, they made it to a prelim. Um, that's probably a, a great pass mark for them. But it does mean they need a flag in the next three years. Yeah, and like we said with the Sydney uh, preview, they were just a Stevie J kick away from progressing further in the finals. Yeah, that, that, that did hurt. I mean, um, it's good to be uh, attacking hard on the ball, um, but when you're... It, gets rubbed out for one match um, that late in the year, it, it, it hurts. And honestly, I think it was valid. Oh, it was a, definitely yeah. a suspension. You bumped a bloke in the head. It's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah, but I mean, you still feel like that if there's anything they recruited Stevie to do is uh, throw his weight around a little bit because the kids couldn't do it. Yeah, also recruited him to play finals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they want him for finals experience, and uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to give that from the stands. Well, I mean, I try all the time, but we don't make, <laughs> we don't make finals, so it's difficult. Um, the other big step they had, uh, obviously, was earlier on in the year when they gave Hawthorne an absolute dicking. Yeah. Um, I think it was 70-odd points, and that was flattering. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, well, Hawthorne were already alone there because Judah has towered up everyone at one point or another. There's a few. Whether it'll be from the whole course of the game or, or just the midfield tearing it up to... Um, even their mature age recruits have, have stepped up. So it's really tough to point out where their holes are at the moment. 
that, that's it. They don't have any. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like we talk about the average determining how good a yeah. team is, but when you're starting, you know, the back line, Heath Shaw, one of the best uh, all Australian level backmen. Two, he's been there two years. He's yeah. been all Australian two years, and yeah. deservedly so. Yeah. Just so yeah. smart back there. Best and fairest to go with. Somehow it. Collingwood made him dumb. Somehow moving north yeah. made him smart. Well, you wouldn't be forgiven for thinking it was just sort of a retirement tour down there, put in a no. few years and mm. see how it goes. But absolutely not. It's just up and up. Yeah, I mean, half back line they got Bunting, Tomlinson, and Williams. And hey, solid. You're skipping Phil Davis there. Yeah. Phil oh, Davis yeah. is one of yeah. the best key position backmen going around. Oh, uh, I've got him at fullback. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but um, Shaw and Davis at fullback, yeah. two of the the best. Um, Davis is one of the best matchups in the AFL for Buddy Franklin. Absolutely, yeah. He, yeah. But Buddy's an absolute freak. But Davis has got the better of him on more than one occasion. Mm. And then at the centre line with uh, Josh Kelly, Callum Ward, Tom Scully, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, super powerful. And then you know Stevie J at the forward flank, uh, Jeremy Cameron, Toby Green. They, any side would love to have that yep. forward flank. Yeah, you got Shields running around there too, don't we? Oh, oh, he's in the middle, middle and you've got yeah. Um, yeah. Mumford in the ruck. Mumford in the ruck, uh, Dylan Shield, Ryan Griffin, and then in forward line, you got uh, big General Patton with Lobb and Smith at each side of him. Uh, who the fuck do you tag? Yeah. Like, what are you going to have, 18 taggers? Uh, I think you, you don't tag anybody in the first quarter and then figure out who's on fire today <laughs> and then yeah. tag them. That's a, and that's, hope you get a, get yeah. ahead of the curve. I think it's only a clear case for mental warfare. Just try and, <laughs> try and, you know, try and fuck with their heads and see what, you, see what you can pull off. Well, I mean, um, when you're going through that list, uh, they've got um, such a good average, like you said. Yeah. Mm. They've also given away good players. Yeah, yeah like, but they've, scary. they've got some in too. Yeah, we'll go through the ins, but but I mean over the years, the yeah, last couple true, of years, true. Um, yeah. players that have left them have gone on to good things anyway. Yeah, yeah it's like they're they're sitting there going, oh, these one and two dollar coins don't fit my wallet, so you can fucking take them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, even the one who th- I thought underperformed the most that they got in was Scully, who's killing it. Oh, yeah, mm. I can say. Uh, this is his fifth year at GWS. Yeah, that, yeah. So it's only his sixth year in the comp. Yep. Um, obviously, paid over well overs for him. Yeah. But um, this year, he was very, very handy. Yeah, exactly. Um, not just a tagging role either. He started to run off and make his own play. Yeah, yeah he got that confidence as well. Um, okay, so we'll have a look at their outs um, during the off-season. Uh, McCarthy was the one who didn't play last year anyway, so he'd really left a year earlier. Yeah. Um, but key forwards, they're doing okay. I mean, they've got Cameron, they've got um, Patton, they've yep. got and Lobb, who's going to play ruck forward, um, who could turn into one of the best contested marks going around. Yeah, well, they're pretty sport for choice, really. It's just a matter of keeping them fit. Um, obviously, Patton's had his trouble with injuries, but seemed to run out the last season pretty good. Yeah. So hopefully that's all fixed up, because the big man like that, it's really hard to be resilient from those injuries. So. Yep. Mm. Uh, Jack Steele, who's gone to St Kilda because his name's Jack. Uh, they've got Ahern, who's gone to North. Uh, Joel Patful. injured. Uh, Joel Patful um, is retired but he's still on the list and yeah. they need him for some list management reasons or something yeah. like that don't fully understand no. that but I'd love to if I could um, <laughs> they've negative, negative geared him yeah, yeah that's pretty much what they've done with him um, James Stewart who I think went to Essendon um, who is unfortunate because I thought he was going to be a great player but then Rory Lobb just came out of the clouds and uh, yeah. well surpassed him yep uh, Will Hoskin Elliott, who they would have liked to hang on to, I think, but uh, Collingwood came came running and uh, well, they got to get rid of somebody because yeah, their exactly list is right. that fucking good. Um, Reese Palmer, who I think was past it anyway. Yeah, I I don't think he was in their side. No, um, and uh, I think yeah, he might have only played half a, a dozen games um, in the last year, but not not best twenty two. No, he's a filler. And uh, Caleb Marchbank, who would have been okay, I, I thought, but again, um, that they have. 
such a good list that they need to offload some of them. Well, I think Marchbank would have been one of those players who had potential to be best 22, but when you've got players who are in the best 22 yeah. and are looking like improving as well, you can see why they made the decisions they have. Yeah, yeah, they're um, going to get value for him right now. And plus, they, they I think one of um, Steve Silvani's uh, exit clauses was he has, has to take a certain number of GWS players every year. <laughs> so yeah, it uh, sounds he, like it, yeah. He filled that role there. Um, on the ins, though, the only one major in in Brett Delidio. He's also now the major out. Major out, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so they got him as a restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent? One of the two. But it, it wasn't a trade, was it? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was unrestricted just based on uh, time. Yeah. Um, so an interesting one because injuries have always been his issue. But if they can sort it out, he's a handy player. Definitely, yeah. More than handy. Yeah. Well, they picked up Stevie J for finals experience, so... I'm assuming they hope that uh, Delito can get some finals experience. <laughs> Maybe yeah, well, to give him some? Yeah. I've got to say, well, if uh, Stevie J's a carrot, then Delito's a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all honesty, though, a fantastic use of the ball. So if yeah. he stays healthy... When, when healthy. Yeah. yeah, if he gets healthy, I should say, yeah. uh, and can stay that way, he could very well be that uh, two, three goal difference that can put him across the line in finals. Well, they can also put him down like next to Phil Davis in the half-back line or full-back, and he can run through those lines okay. like, like not many others. Him next to Heath Shaw. Yeah, like, exactly. Heath Shaw's got the head and Delirious should still have the speed because yeah. of that calf injury, but I mean, those calves are almost stretch Armstrong. They've been through that yeah. much pulling and tearing and whatnot, and they still come back to good, so... All right, let's have a look at their draw then going forward to 2017. Uh, their double-up games are Geelong, Richmond, Sydney, West Coast and Bulldogs. Uh, I'm going to say by far that is the toughest double-ups of any side um, going into this season. It should be though. I mean, they finished fourth, but you'd mm. hope that the teams that finished above them had harder ones, but they don't. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the AFL just felt too bad giving them too much of a helping <laughs> hand, so give them a whack every now and then, so no, just let them know you love them. Because they got, uh, you know, both last year's grand finalists, um, plus West Coast, who I've got improving, yep. and Geelong, who finished uh, top four last year as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, that's what it is. You get a harder draw, you finish higher up. Yeah, true. And I mean, you know, can't underrate the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes, yes, you can, that, that's it, yeah. Um, I do happen to have a little bit of uh, inside knowledge here in that uh, members this year for the home game against Sydney have been asked to fork out for their seats. Really? Not part of the membership this year. Wow. What? Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever. Uh, so, like we always say, Benny the Tosses our hookup in GWS. They get a women's team and all of a sudden they're changing all the damn rules. Turns yeah. the bourgeoisie. Well, I mean, also the other thing that came out in the last week is when it got to AFL handouts, GWS were at the top of the pile. Yeah. Um, so they do have to monetize somewhere. I just, I don't know if this is really the, the place to do it. Yeah. it. It does look like they're trying to you know, cash in while the, the going's good. Exactly. I think it's probably a little too soon. Yeah, exactly. So and that's the game that's going to get people to the game. You're going to win new fans with that game. Yeah. So I think you want to make that as accessible as possible. Well, Not that's make what they're doing. They're saying, the you know, this is the only sellout of the year we're going to have. We, we're going to cash in. So yeah. I, I can see the business sense, but I, I still don't like it. I'd rather be turning people away, to be honest. I'd yeah. rather have people turned away, pissed off, thinking next time I'm going to get yeah. in ahead of it. Rather right. than pissing off the people that have been there for five years when exactly. you were shit. And one thing I hate was that you got these clubs, well, pretty much all of them now, who are trying to be a business that has a footy club instead yeah. of a footy club that needs to have a business to support it. Yeah. Not the other way around, you know what I mean? They always want to be more and more and more and more. So they're going, hey, it's all right right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in theory, they're all not-for-profits. Yeah, in well, theory. Yeah. So yeah. it's church. <laughs> a lot of people are making some money. But, um, yeah, I mean, the other injury uh, that I saw was Coniglio. Yeah. yeah, what's happening with uh, Cornelio? Well, uh, he did it uh, 
got himself oh, in the JLT, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he's a, a big out for them. Yeah, it hurts. But again, they've got another four players that look exactly like him. Yeah, yeah. True, but I, I think he's something special. I uh, think he can you'd be, like to have five of them, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he can be uh, something like superstar level. So, look, they've got cover, but um, I think it's still less than optimal. But un- unfortunately, for 17 other teams, less than optimal GWS is still going to be fucking tough. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, it's. I think the other difficulty they're going to have this year is the weight of expectation. Whereas last year they were yeah. expected to make finals for the first time, and they did it. This year they're expected to go a lot further. I think they're being up there where they are. It's, it's not going to be as pressurised as say Collingwood. Dodge have a an little expectation bit. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're I mean, not. They're not going out for a coffee and having everyone say, "Oh, this is our year." They'll be like, "Yeah, what do you want? Who are you again?" Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> no, you can't have the till. Except Stevie J, because he sends his people ahead to let people know he's coming. <laughs> we'll Papers the street first. Yeah. Um, so who's going to have a big year in 2017 for the Giants? Well, it's going to be Lockie Tiziani, doesn't it? Lockie Tiziani, well done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> well, yeah, but, and besides Lockie Tiziani, I'd like to see Jacob Hopper. Uh, obviously, yep. big rats behind him. Um, what did he play? A couple of games last year. I can't remember. Uh, a few. Yeah, yeah, played a few games. Show promise. Um, midfielder who got the ability to find his own ball, uh, very big, uh, big um, sort of size for a, a mid, a medium size for yeah. a midfielder. Yeah. Um, so he's not going to be in the, in there hard winning uh, ball getter, but uh, he's definitely can get in there and get around that that midfielder already got. Uh, I, I think Mumford. Yeah. And the the thing is, he's the fulcrum around which their season will pivot. If he can stay healthy. Uh, they were monster teams. I've got down Mumford and Rory Lobb as well. So they're two ruckmen. The yep. ruck rules um, changing, no third man up, helps Mumford to no end. Yeah, yeah. because the only time you could outbody that bloke is when you had a third person go up. Yeah. That uh, who, who gets him one-on-one, shoulder-to-shoulder? Like around the, set of bounce is different, but shoulder-to-shoulder around the ground, who would you back to beat him well, more than he gets beat? Yeah, nobody. Yeah. Um, but there's only a couple that I can think could you know, maybe hopefully draw level. Um, mm. And that's, you know, there's not many ruckmen in the league you can say that for. I'd probably say just Sanderlands for height and... Like a Stefan Martin for strength, maybe. Yeah. But again, he doesn't play as many games as Mumford did last year. Yeah, true. Mm. So there's not many blokes where you could say they can beat him consistently. And like, he's healthy. They're, they're fucking hard to stop. We're saying in some of the other primers as well, a ruckman these days needs to have a second string. Yeah. Like they can't be just a ruckman. They need to do something else. Mumford moves well, but mm. goddamn, he's tackling. It's yeah. scary. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, and his bumps. Like, like, uh, <laughs> he actually managed to knock out his own player using Buddy Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a win-win, <laughs> depending on who the player is. Well, Taranto. <laughs> Taranto. There are big raps about Taranto. Um, mm. I, I've heard quite a few people have um, put him in um, as favourite for the Rising Star nod as well. So he might get a few games. Well, he was seeing stars, I know that much. He certainly did. But... Uh, yeah, that was just unfortunate that Mumford decided to put the body on Franklin and put a bit too much on and uh, followed through. Yeah, there's no safe way to ride that bump too. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> both, yeah. both Mumford and Franklin have been known to lay the odd bump that uh, gets the scrutiny yeah. as well. So when you double up, yeah, you, yeah. you've done well, Taranto, to come out alive. <laughs> yeah, he's Newton's cradled right through him. <laughs> um, so who, who's on the outer then um, at, uh, at GWS? Anyone that's not Tiziani? Anyone that isn't like yep. his own. Uh, and what about Isaac Cummings? He, Isaac Cummings fine. in there, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah, well definitely. in. He's definitely be in there. He's fine. He'll be fighting. Uh, I've got Ryan Griffin. I think he's 30 years yeah. old. Um, obviously, his back's going, his hamstring's shot. 
Um, and I, I, you'd hope that they don't actually need him by this stage. I don't think yeah. they do. I think he surplus the needs. Yeah, so I think that um, he might have a little mentoring role if, if that's still needed by GRS, which I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, so I don't really see how they're going to slot him in. I don't think he's got many years left either. Well, it's his second, second year. Pretty die in a couple of years. Yeah. It's his second <laughs> year there. I'm not sure if he signed a two or a three year contract. I think. I thought it some, was three. Yeah, for some reason I got the thought that it's three, but Bulldogs are paying some of it for the first two. Oh, so, yeah. so this might be the last year where Bulldogs are still paying some of his, uh, yeah, his salary. Um, yeah, Griffin to me is the one that's most likely to drop out. I just, I just don't think he has enough unique contribution. He's, he's a class player when he's up and yeah, yeah, but yeah. everything he does, I think there's players who would be able to do that uh, coming in this season that are younger. I don't yeah. think he'll be able to get back to do be able to do what he actually could do. So I think that's going to be the main problem. Yeah, look, up and running, he is uh, something special, but. Yeah. You're right. Once you get over 30, the injuries, yeah. they seem to come maybe more frequently yeah. or hang around for longer. Well, that's it. When he was playing, he still got enough of the ball. You know what I mean? He still yeah, had like 20, 30 player. possession games, which isn't you know anything to sneeze at. But he's one of the people that will be consistently on the ground. They've got to be a leader. That's where he sort of got there to mm-hmm. be. So if he can't be that, I don't see where he slots in underneath that role. No, I mean, I, I, do you think if Brother Leon tells him to go back to the NEFL, he just says, well, I'm done then? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's had a long career and um, by all accounts is somebody that uh, is quiet and not um, doesn't seek the limelight all that much so yep. he might just slink off. Yeah. To me, if he plays more than three games in a row in the NEFL, he ain't coming back. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Could yeah. be. Um, I've put down a couple of obvious ones, uh, Delidio and Johnson, even though Delidio's yep. only just walked in, he's already got injuries um, yeah. and that's been his career for the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, Johnson, because he's getting up there in age, very handy on the field but mm. he owes them now. Yep, and I think uh, Johnson was always supposed to move into the coaching, coaching role, role as well, yeah, uh, which I think he'd be fantastic at. But uh, uh, mind you, you can't really pick that based on on-field ability. <laughs> and the other ones I've put in there that might be a little bit weird is uh, either Cameron or Patton. You don't think they need both? I don't know if they need both, but if they do have both, they need both to be kicking 50-plus goals mm. each year. Yeah, Because, uh, yeah. you know, you need two big, tall targets um, well, at each club, and they've, they've got them. But they should, they're at the stage now, they should be dominating. Yeah, and I mean, there's only so much hype that can get you through those yep. injury seasons and those, what I'm going to be, you soon already got to reach that. Uh, Patton showed the flashes of it. Obviously, fitness has been yep. the problem. Mm. And uh, Jeremy Cameron was their first All-Australian. Yeah. It was a couple of years ago yeah. now. If you choose yeah. between both of them, though, Cameron wins. At, at oh, the minute. Yeah. Yeah. I, only because of uh, Patton's knees. Yeah, yep. But Cameron has shown his ability to find the ball as well, and his yeah. has been very good. Plus, I think Cameron is a better on-field leader. Yeah, he looks like a good country lad. Um, I think Patton just seems to be like a Tom Hawkins style. Just goes about his business and uh, you know celebrates a goal, but doesn't seem to be that. Uh, I guess draw the players in. I think the only problem for me with Patton is consistency on the field, yeah. like, as in actually playing a game. Yeah, I just thought Cameron for any looked like a fucking mummy on the field kicking goals. <laughs> yeah, with his head wrap. <laughs> like, that's dedication. That's the bloke you want going into yeah. bat for you. He just doesn't look like a footballer. No, not at all. No, but he still manages to find the ball in the packs. Like, you may take that pack mark, but just position himself and it falls into his lap. Like yeah. He's got that sort of will to get the ball. Yeah, he's a smart fucking player. One of those ones that annoy the shit out of you if you're playing against <laughs> <laughs> him. Like, like, oh, damn, I've got like to DJ to, this dude. <laughs> like, I've been able to mentally control the bounce or something. Yeah. But, Mind you, Patton looks like a fucking monster. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's it. I mean, when you compare the two of them, I mean, Jeremy Cameron's played nearly double the games of Jonathan Patton. Yep. Um, but in it, games per kilo, though, I reckon Patton's ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Um, but Patton, 
he could be that Jonathan Brown type of leadership. Yeah, yeah exactly. In, you're coming with me. Yeah. Um, but he's just got to get out there. He's only yeah. played 55, uh, whereas uh, Cameron will play 100 games in the first month or so of the season. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's got to be out there and be consistent. But he's still young enough for the size that he is as well that he can grow into that role. I hope so, yeah. The, the bigger lads take a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah I just hope he stays healthy because that's it. You know, I, I like watching him play. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It is a very Jonathan Brown style game. Yeah. So excited um, about him and Petraka. Like they're the two with what I really like seeing uh, yeah, run around the game very much. But I mean, Patton has always had the. Uh, when we talk about young players with potential, he's had the potential to be Wayne Carey esque. Yes. In, in not just in the way he plays, but his influence on a game. Yeah. Hasn't had the chance to be out there often enough to do it. Um, but when he has been, like sometimes I've seen him kick goals from sixty where he hasn't put everything into it. Yeah. And you're yeah. like Jesus Christ! If we could, if he could play a whole season. There is no limit. Well, yep. put, it, put it this way. If he ended up uh, spending the last five weeks of the season out with a the knee, there'd still be teams wanting him on their side. Absolutely. He'd still have offers. He'd still GWS command said, a first-round pick. Oh, shit, yes. If Jitter said, no, we're getting rid of him, 17 teams will be up there for him. Absolutely. Um, so, GWS going into the season with uh, big uh, expectations. What are your expectations for them? Oh, is anyone going to say they're not going to finish top? I think no. We've we've all got them down as number one we've minor got, premiership. Yeah, and even like going through the the, the fixture and looking at where the danger is going to be, it's really hard to see. Yeah. Um, the only thing I notice is they don't play at Spotless. Uh, they play once in the first seven games at Spotless, which I think is pretty shit because they've got to play the home games down at Monica. Yeah. And so if they're trying to expand, I think they've got to concentrate on that Sydney Western Sydney base because they're obviously got that passion for sport and they've got Piss the population Canberra. there. Yeah, exactly. Don't remember yeah. Canberra. Full stop. I'd- so many teams have tried to expand to Canberra with you know Sydney North, GWS, and I think Bulldogs played a game or two there. I think so, yeah. Um, a few. It really isn't isn't there. No one likes going there. No one likes being there. Let's just not worry there's, about there's it. There's no public transport infrastructure. There's yep. not much around the zone. Like you know, yeah, it's it's fine to have an occasional one, but uh, I don't think Canberra's ever going to really be a football heartland. Yeah, they don't the. the ground there to be able to all those all the supporters to be able to sort of facilitate having a team there and i think that's pretty rough to make them have to travel there for uh, i think it was two of their three home games in the first seven rounds or something like something that, that. Mm. yeah i think just stay at spotless consolidate there and then sort of expand down to canberra um speaking of, but i mean in the, on that note it's gonna be hard for teams to go over to canberra and win as well because no one's really gonna have that much motivation to be hitting, the, hitting up that cold weather yeah but it's a bit like hawthorne playing in tasmania though yeah. um they don't send the big teams there yeah exactly uh, they, they send the the lesser teams with less drawing power um because you know, look they they need to tr- go close to a cl- packed house yeah. at their small stadium in, in um homebush yeah um really before they start worrying about expansion but yeah, yeah. it's a bit funny Having um, said that, though, I think GWS's TV rating should skyrocket this year. Because if you're a fan of football, uh, this is the team to watch. I love yeah. watching them, yeah. Yeah, we've said that, said that a couple of years in a row, that they, everything that you can imagine is the highlight of the game, they do well. Yeah. Like the, the pack marks, the long runs, the speed, the decision-making, everything, their team will have a player doing highlights. Yeah. Possibly less Eddie Betts, uh, but Stevie J is not far off. I mean, their only weak, weakness is youth. Um, yeah, and every year that they obviously that gets older. Every so. year it turns into a strength. Yeah, but yeah, having youth as a weakness is like saying oh, my girlfriend's yeah, my drawback is dick sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's terrible having a massive cock. Yeah. I destroy people. But <laughs> <laughs> so they're only going to get even better. Yeah, and the team that if you were just being exposed to AFL, that's the team you go for. You know what I mean? They're exciting to watch. The young, that's the team that you'd be like, all right, that's my team. You yeah, know membership is cheap, not too shit. Yeah, I can go watch a game too. <laughs> you just have to go out to West Sydney. And, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, like I say, you can get free tickets to most games. Yeah. Not the Sydney game this year, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're a member. Yep. But yeah, definitely 
they're worth watching. Like if, if you're if you are just uh, starting out to AFL, you've got, you're on the right place because how the fuck you find us? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, being experts, uh, you've come to the right place. Uh, yeah, Genesis is the team to watch definitely. All right, so uh, we've all got them finishing in the minor premiership um, spot. So uh, the uh, it's all up to GWSS here, really. I mean, yep. a grand final berth is their pass mark. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, I'm still not thinking they're quite going to win the flag. They got every chance, though. Oh, look, uh, ab- absolutely. I just think they're just one year away. But uh, that might be my my counter <laughs> counter prediction. I, I can easily not, be wrong. I would not be mad at a Sydney GWSS grand final at all. Yeah, I can say that's a, g- a very big chance. Yeah. It would be an absolute bloodbath. All right, the loss. All right, peace. See ya.